0: Money FM 89.3 Best of Prime Time Market View on Money FM 89.3 It's time for Market View this Monday and in his national speech on Sunday Prime Minister Lee Hsien Loong said no GST hike will be irresponsible amid a graying population. The GST hike is still on with $6.6 billion in assurance package to be disbursed after March 2023.
1: Mr. Lee did say the government stands ready to help in spite of the tax increases. Joining us on the line right now is Jeff Ung. He's Senior Currency Analyst at MUFG. Going to be taking a look at some of the key highlights of Prime Minister Lee sin Long's National Day rally and the road ahead. Now, Jeff, first of all, let's talk about inflation It's expected to remain high till the end of the year, at least. How do you think this would play out for businesses and consumers?
2: Hi, good evening and thanks for having me. Overall, we expect that inflation numbers will moderate in the coming months. We are forecasting an overall 5.5% inflation for this year and a 4.1% for next year. But I think numbers aside, the underlying inflation picture is not as bad as the headline because the headline inflation numbers include the car prices as well as uh, for housing. So these are one-off purchases that we don't buy every single year. Uh, for businesses, I think the issue is with all these high input costs, uh, the, when do you pass through to consumers? And we anticipate mm. that these will continue to, to uh, be passed through over the next uh, year or so. But raw prices are starting to come off. So this may start to reduce the pressures for businesses. And for consumers, I think we are still in a period of higher inflation uh, due to the fact that Singapore continues to be a price-taker for international prices. Uh, but I think the uh, trend is uh, likely to come off uh, slightly uh, after you know uh, being exposed to a, a, a decade or so of uh, low inflation. Uh, but now we just have to uh, endure a bit of high inflation, at least in the near term. And I think MES continues to a tighten monetary policy to anchor and uh, limit inflationary pressures.
0: Jeff, Mr. Lee said the era of the low prices is also over with the global economic conditions fundamentally changed now. So how can Singapore ride this period out? Sure.
2: I think just to give a quick summary of the global situation, I think now, of course, China is now more developed and it's not as uh, low cost as uh, before. And in terms of uh, the global issue, there's uh, scarcities to deal with, Uh, there's climate change. There's uh, supply chain issues and there's geopolitical tensions uh, as well. Uh, I think overall, uh, what, uh, how can Singapore write out this uh, period? I think firstly, we have uh, support from governments. For instance, the utility rebates, the CDC vouchers, the education top-ups. So all these uh, packages are for households and meant to alleviate the, the cost of living for individuals and households. Uh, I think the second uh, part is uh, about you know investing in uh, productivity, finding win-wins uh, from uh, maximizing what we have. Like for instance, uh, human capital, and I think that will likely help to uh, ensure that Singapore ride out this uh, tougher period compared to the last decade.
1: While well, a lot of analysts are saying that a recession is not the baseline scenario for a country like Singapore, what's your perspective on this? How vigilant should we be, and how should we brace ourselves? Sure.
2: I think the downside risks are certainly there because U.S., Europe and China, these three major economies are facing their respective headwinds. But I think there's still reason for us to be optimistic. I think for one, the neighbourhood that we are in, Southeast Asia or ASEAN, uh, is still seeing a lot of recovery from the pandemic and activity levels this year are higher than that of last year. So tourism, travel, um, export picture is still relatively okay in, in this area. And at, at the same time, I think if we look at the National Day Rally, uh, the Prime Minister has also outlined the plans for infrastructure development in the decade ahead. So for instance, the, the, the Terminal 5 as well as the Tuas the port. So all this mm. gives room mm. for optimism that growth will still be anchored by all these uh, trends uh, going forward into the coming years.
0: Jeff, some analysts are also warning that overconfidence in U.S. inflation being tamed could be a signal that investors are in front of their sky. So recent CPI and PPI came in lower than expected and were received by the market with relief. So the latest job reports, though, and wage growth data remain hot. So how much of an issue is that for the Fed and the markets?
2: I think the Fed will continue to focus on inflation at least for the rest of the year. So this may mean that they overshoot with their rate hikes. That means they hike by quite a lot between now and end of the year and possibly even spilling all over to next year to anchor all these uh, rate expectations or inflation expectations to ensure that the uh, price expectations be stable in the medium term. There's still some lag time for these rate hikes to take effect. Uh, so housing uh, has seen some uh, dampened effect. But uh, for instance, uh, the labour market is still remaining relatively strong but it will likely be a more balancing act uh, by 2023 as uh, the slower growth rates uh, and I think the labor market uh, look, seems to uh, will, will likely take some heat uh, in the in the coming few quarters. So that will mean that uh, the the Fed maybe looks towards a rate cut by end of next year.
1: Mm. Of course, the focus of the markets this week is on this. The Jackson Hole symposium, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell is expected to speak here. What exactly do you expect him to say? What sort of mood do you think he will create this week? Sure, I think.
2: Looking at the uh, current trend, uh, the Fed speakers in the recent weeks, uh, I think Powell is still likely to reinforce the, the message from the FOMC uh, and the, the, the Fed that uh, the inflation continues to be key and, and they want to maintain uh, and curb these inflation uh, pressures that has been occurring over the past year, year or so. Uh, given that you know real interest rates are still very much uh, negative, which means that uh, nominal interest rates are much below the inflation numbers. So I, I think that will likely continue to anchor at the expectations for further rate hikes going forward.
0: Jeff, the investing environment is still difficult for many. So what other economic data should investors take note of for the week?
2: I think for this week, what we will focus on is on a lot of the August global PMI numbers. So these are preliminary numbers. And I think this will overall show the extent of uh, the, the health of a uh, major economy. For the previous one, we noted that the manufacturing number was negative for the Eurozone and then uh, the services PMI was negative for the US. So I think they do show that, you know, pockets of uh, weaknesses in, in the various economies that is uh, showing at, uh, weaknesses. And then uh, I think we also have a lot of uh, inflation numbers as, as well. Uh, for the U.S., we have the core uh, PCE, which is a key indicator for U.S. inflationary pressures. So if the numbers are higher than expected, I think that will mean that uh, the markets start to price in uh, more rate hikes. So I think that will mean perhaps uh, a, uh, expectations of uh, 75 basis point rate hike in the coming meeting in September start to increase again. At the same time, we also have uh, Singapore and Malaysia inflation numbers and I think this may confirm our view that uh, the respective central banks will hike in their upcoming meetings in uh, October and uh, September, respectively.
1: Considering the current environment, how would you advise investors to position themselves?
2: Well, I think in terms of uh, currency volatility, uh, we will likely continue to see it being driven by, for instance, uh, central bank divergence. I think at the same time, when the Fed is looking to hike aggressively or or at least uh, looking towards more rate hikes, at the same time, we also see that, uh, for instance, uh, this morning, we had the PBOC, the People's Bank of China, Mm. uh, cutting their interest rates. And I think this means that uh, the policy divergence between major central banks, for instance, the Fed and the People's Bank of China, I think that will uh, drive uh, currency movement. So we have had uh, the dollar index, uh, in fact, strengthened by quite a lot. And then the me B as well as other Asian currencies are uh, weakening uh, due to this uh, trend. So I think be prepared for, I think, more volatility and that may mean that uh, the dollar strength may continue in the near term. But I think over the medium term, you know, over the next 12 months, what we do expect is that uh, other central banks uh, will hike more than what the Fed is uh, looking towards hide- to hike. So for instance, uh, Bank of Indonesia haven't hiked their, their policy rates yet. So this may mean that uh, the dollar you know, then starts to soften when they look towards uh, more neutral and dovish stance. whereas other central banks then start and, and continue with their rate hikes going forward.
1: All right. Thank you very much for that, Jeff. Jeff Ung, Senior Currency Analyst from MUFG. Thanks for joining us on Market View on Primetime.
0: Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.